Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. Welcome back to the world's best podcast. World's greatest podcast. No, world's no, best. Yeah. Um, no, uh, tonight's topic... Or it's not the second topic. We should have changed shirts. Everybody else. Uh, we have, there's a whole bunch where it's like two weeks in a row we were wearing the same exact outfits. So I don't give a shit. People understand. They They're know. paying attention. Get aheads. So having had my nephews here for the last couple of days and having had Logan here for the last couple of months, um we no he's been here pretty consistently uh i we didn't we didn't really live together during june for for a good portion of june uh we were like a divorced uh sarah and i were like a divorced couple with visitation rights um but other than that uh so so logan and his cousins are obsessed with a couple of things and that made me want to do internet culture uh as a topic so I'm going to give you the first example. I'm going to try not to, to blow out the, the speaker while I do this, but um, there's this thing that they like to, to do. And I, you put your headphones back in. I'll do, it as, <laughs> I'll do it as quietly as possible, and I'll back up a bit. But there's, they, there's this thing where, and my nephew did it last night, Logan did it last week, where you're in a public place, there's a person that you can see kind of either walking or whatever, and they go... Can I get a, uh, yeah? But they do it in like an orgasm voice. I can't do it without being super loud. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I know you can't orgasm orgasm without being super loud. I know. We all know. So they do this. Can I get a, uh, yeah? And, and, uh, and like the, and, and I don't know how to stop it because I'm like, can you not do that? And they're like, why? And I'm like, because it's annoying. That's why they do it. Well, that's why they're doing it. And I want to, I want to be like, because you sound like a woman having an orgasm. (laughs) Like, I don't, you're a seven-year-old. You don't need to sound like a woman having an orgasm. You don't need to sound like a a hentai <laughs> princess having an That's orgasm. Very specific, there, Mike. No, now every and, time uh, I have tentacle sex, I'm going to think of you. <laughs> I was just about to make a tentacle joke. <laughs> oh, that suckers! <laughs> when Logan and and my nephew did it the other, last night, he rolls down his window, and and we're all in the car. He rolls down his window. We're driving through. We've got Mama Mia's last night. And there's people out front of Mamma Mia's, like, taking a picture with, like, a guy that's, like, 100 years old. Like, I legitimately think it could have been his 100th birthday. And there's this family taking a picture with him. And my nephew rolls down the window and goes, can I get, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I, please don't ever do that again. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because you sound gross. I just keep saying, because you sound gross. Yeah. I, it's weird to not be, uh, there's, uh, there's been so many things. In where it's like I'm not I'm I'm really not a prude and I don't but I also don't think it's appropriate like that anyway uh, yeah you know what I think the problem is with kids today and their internet uh, humor when we were children in the in even in the vastly different generations that we we are from from what we grew up with as our um, entertainment as as kids the vast gulf between us. Um, it was written by adults who were professional writers. Yeah. So even if it was kind of annoying to adults, it wasn't horribly, like it had a strain of real humor in it. A professional wrote it. Even if it was written for 
preschoolers. It was written by a professional with a concept of humor. Today, it's self-made content creators who may suck, and but it amuses a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old, but it doesn't have a strain of adult sensibility behind it that makes it also intelligent. Definitely, that's part of it. Now, when I was a kid, we had shit like, like there, oh yeah, it was our penis game. So I get it. But I also never did the penis game. The penis game, the whole point of that was to be sneaky about it. You know what the penis game is, right? I, I thankfully do not know what your penis games are. I'm, I I was not invited to play in your penis games because my nose is too big and lights up. It was, yeah, it was not an anti-Semitism thing. Um it's not a Christmas reference, man. It's Rudolph. No, his nose wasn't too big. It was too red. And also, Rudolph was clearly a metaphor for Jews. So, um, Okay, fair. Like, oh, Christmas is kind of a problem. We need somebody to come save us from it. Who wrote the best Christmas music? The Jews. So, like, they saved Christmas. So, <laughs> Neil Diamond was Rudolph. Yeah. Irving Berlin was yeah. Rudolph. Anyway. Um, so our the penis game, which, okay, here, here's the thing. The penis game was about being sneaky. So you would, it had took at least two friends. You had to have at least two friends Uh, or no, sorry. You you had to, you had to be you and one other friend. So you and I could play the penis game and that is the first person, you know, gets the other person's attention. And then as quietly as possible goes. And then the next part, the person responds back with just slightly louder penis. And then it gl- gets louder and louder. But as it gets louder and louder. Until one of you gets smacked by a No, parent. or you're in class. <laughs> and then, but as you get louder and you need to like, you're just going to go penis. So it's like real quick or penis. And you would do that. You would get, you would kind of distort it so that it wasn't super obvious. So it's kind of a, a game of chicken, but also creativity to how far can you yeah. go without it getting in trouble. Also, um, I think that it's it's important for us to realize that like we're we're internet. Well, culture. I I like, think there's another thing with internet culture though is the near infinite sake of it. So I grew up before cable TV, so there was a handful of channels. So there was some level of the best the best gets on, right? And then even with cable, only a certain amount of quality makes it to the air even the bad stuff beat stuff that you would never see because it wasn't even good enough to be the bad stuff now on the internet you can have genius material like brilliance and you could have any something that someone could hit play on the camera and like just record it so that's the other thing is it could be anything can be out there because anyone could put it out there and then people who like it ironically make the algorithm show it to other people and then kids don't know the difference yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel a little called out by the people can just hit record on the camera right. thing. But, but I mean, but some people can be yeah. genius with it. Some not like some people make the end to the pepperoni pizza debate. Some come up with uh, <laughs> tentacle porn. So anyway, but yeah, something that's part of the internet culture is that some of the culture is great, really great yeah. content. And some of it is content that should never have seen the light of day, but there's only the person who creates it is the is the the gateway to it making the air. You don't like. I mean, imagine we know the crap that does make it into the world that goes through a showrunner, a director, a writer, uh, an actor, a producer, like and somehow gets greenlit and exists on the internet. 
all you need is yourself, you know? So you can have brilliance or you can have the worst of the worst of the worst with yeah. honors. I agree. I, this is going to sound like old man shaking fist at sky again, but um, one thing that drives me crazy that I think is a, as an effect of internet culture and, and, you know, is, and, and I am sure it was going on before the internet and that I'm, that's why I think I'm going to sound stupid, but uh, the shortening of, of entertainment, you know, into 15 second clips or seven second clips, if it was Vine or whatever it was, uh, has made, it's not, that I, it's not that I think people have a short attention span. I think that gets overly blamed. I'm sorry, what, what, what yeah. were you saying? Uh, it's, I think that's over overhyped, but like, I do talk to people a lot who are younger than me who are like, oh, that movie's like two hours long. That's a long movie. And I'm like, fuck off. Like three hours is when you get to start even thinking about making that statement. And still some of the best movies ever made are three hours and there's not a moment of fat in them. But at the same time, if you're people like Sarah says it occasionally, and I'm like, you're not old enough or you're not young enough to be saying stupid shit like that. Like two and a half, two and a half, is still not that long of a movie. Like if it's a good movie, if it's a bad movie, it doesn't matter if it's 45 minutes, but I remember that we, you know, when I was, when I was a young warthog, so I, I remember about an hour and a half was the average length of movies. I feel like in the seventies when I was a kid, maybe kid movies, maybe we went. Sure. But like, I remember when I started getting older, I, I don't know if it was because I was watching more mature movies or because the times changed, but like by the eighties, most movies were two hours. And like, it felt like we were getting so much more for our money because they were longer movies. And then you had the occasional like Excalibur that was so long. It had an intermission in the middle with a timer on the clock yeah. in the theater. There was an actual intermission screen. So you can go to the bathroom and get popcorn in the bathroom with this special butter. That's sauce. almost certainly because of the age you were, because the seventies had the Godfather movies are both pushing four hours. Yeah. I think apocalypse now is really long. Yeah. So so it's probably kid movies yeah. versus adult movies. Yeah. And, and that would make sense to me if people were making that argument. But I really do think it's more based on like I'm used to enjoying my content in 15 minute or shorter bursts. Although I will. And this is a secondary problem. And I guess it is an Internet culture. Pro it's there's also this thing like, oh, I don't want to sit and watch a three hour movie, but I'll binge watch eight hours of of you know and i do it i binge watch but i also never bitch about the length of movies like yeah the one thing i don't like about binging and i binge you know plenty is i think it hurts the development of tv shows that are not that only work when binged so here's the, my crazy hot take opinion marvel's the inhumans was a good show but it was so slow slow paced and and building slowly that a release once a week on network tv with commercials killed it because people were used to netflix releases where it would come out in one day and you'd watch four episodes in a row and have a whole story arc happen and people especially for that kind of show like for a marvel superhero show they had only had netflix yeah. shows and they, they weren't used to having something that's slow where if there's one superhero fight per episode it's 45 minutes of no fighting yeah. before there's a fight and they're not used to that yeah have you heard about hobosexuality? No, but I'm going to see how I work this into the hobo's lullaby. But go ahead. Did you like to have sex with homeless people? No, it is a, on a it's train. A, 
<laughs> I will not have sex with you on a train. I will not have sex with you on a plane. Um, no, homosexuality, I, I didn't I didn't really know what it was. And two of my coworkers were talking about it because one of them broke up. You have a very different working environment than I do. Let me just say what that. What are right you talking now. about? <laughs> oh, yeah, because your one coworker who would talk like this has been, you fired him three years ago. So, uh, fair. I didn't fire him. I hired him for six yeah. months. Well, at least for me, you could say, actually, I was hired for six months and they were so impressed with me. Another group on the same floor hired yes, me for an additional I six that. months. I 100% use that. Yeah. Hundred percent factual for any people hiring please, for um, you know listening to the show. If you're if you've already hired me and you're listening to the show, uh, I think it's too late for you to do anything about it. And uh, if you're listening to the show while considering hiring me, uh, just keep in mind it comes a free anything tentacles. bad that you heard came from this dude. And all all, all thoughts and then, uh, opinions are. Uh, Property of the company, not responsibility of the two right. hosts speaking. Right. They're all Chocolate Diamond Media, LLC. All rights reserved. Um, what was I starting to say? Hobosexuality. Hobosexuality. Hobo, hobosexuality is when you have sex with people or date people in order to oh, have a place to live. So, you're, you know, there's there's been somewhere it's like... Now, I've heard of couch surfing, but that's a whole other sport. But, yeah, so they were talking about it at work. Because uh, I guess one, one of my friends, her um, her friend uh, broke up with a boyfriend. And and the boyfriend uh, was kind of a homosexual. And and, I was, and I, when we were talking about it, <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, I, I think we need to be really clear. And say hobosexuality, so that we don't sound like we're homophobic talking about like oh the problem with these hobosexuals is uh, you can't trust yeah. them. <laughs> you never know what they're there for. <laughs> well, something is it's weird because I'm always afraid to spend the night. I guess you can call it kind of a hobophobia. Hobophobia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a short episode because I really have kind of run out. Do you have anything internet culture-wise that you want to uh, talk about? Or are we just going to make this another? I don't know. I think my kids weren't as much in danger of the internet as your kid is. Because I know that Logan has a tablet and he, and he used it often. And I know he watches YouTube and, 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 and stuff where my kids were at, you know, they're in their twenties. The youngest one will be 21 soon. So they didn't get phones in their environment until they were, um, you know, middle school and needed one because they were in after school clubs and needed to be to call me to say, pick yeah. me up because they missed the bus already. So they didn't have as much internet exposure. How much concern do you have that he has the ability to, get things unfettered when you're not around but i i'm not too worried about him seeing it's 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 not the stuff that's outright that i'm worried about it's the stuff that it you know the oh yeah is like you're mimicking an orgasm in public and you don't know what you're doing and right so there's that stuff that's more subtle it's you know like ultimately if he if he ran into porn I feel like at his age right now, he would be like, dad, what is this? And I'd be like, that's something that you don't need to look at. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, but when, as he gets older, I'll, you know, 
I just plan on having those talks with them, but I don't, I'm not worried about that. Cause, cause we, while, while we give him a lot of freedom, he's not far from us and we can hear most of it. And the things that I've gotten like the most, like, Hey, what that, what are you watching? Like what's going on is when I hear them talking about religion, which comes up sometimes. And I'm like, take it. Like I heard, I heard a snippet, turn it up. Let me hear it. And then I'll hear like, and then Jesus said to him, and I'm like, okay, change it. And it, not because, not because I don't want uh, for for. But he shouldn't get a skewed version of a YouTuber's version, right? And even if he was watching like yeah. somebody who is a an expert on the Bible, I don't. I want to if he's going to get Bible stuff, Sarah and I, Sarah or I, need to be there next to him for a little while to be like, okay, this is what we listened to. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This is kind of mean spirited or, or unethical. Um, people believe this, and it's been around for a long time before you know the concept of this really existed in the way it does now. And so I would like you know to be able to basically I won't fact check and like not fact check's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying like. Well, especially is because you guys probably don't know all the true things. You know, I've been listening to a podcast called Data Over Dogma and following the host on TikTok, and it's hysterical. He goes, because he is a believer and he's a churchgoer, but he's also a PhD in biblical history and stuff. And he goes through things as he, like I was watching when we was talking about homosexuality in the Bible, and he goes, homosexuality didn't exist as a concept. No male-on-male sex existed and that's what they talk about as being a sin and being an abomination to sex but not being gay because being gay wasn't a concept you know they didn't talk about who you're attracted to they just talked about what you did it's just you know that's a more modern sensibility and it's like so it's like when you say oh the bible doesn't like homosexuality no it doesn't even say that because they didn't even think about that it doesn't like someone to have anal sex with someone because that was seen as demeaning. well and and if you, I think it's the the Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah story. Sodom and Gomorrah. It, it could be yeah, wrong. It was all about that. Was not about sex. It was about being prideful and not following the Lord's oh. wishes because they were going to destroy that before yeah. the angels went down and were, were offered. Okay, a so rape. like that was that, that like that that was like the last ditch effort to not destroy them. It was already on the. They were already supposed okay, to. Okay, I might be confusing which story I'm talking about, but there was one story that I I had researched it for a paper. And, um, it was, there was, you know, these, these men were sent and, and it was a, it was a, I can't remember what they call the term, a hospitality culture. And these men were staying with other, you know, staying with families yeah. and. The Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. they came down, the men let them in, all the men in the town came to want right. to rape and them. And they said, no, rape our and wives and daughters. He said, no, take my, take my daughter. Because, because it yeah. would be, it would be. Um, unthinkable for me, hospitality-wise, to allow you to rape a guest. I've taken them. But you can my rape home. my wife and my daughter, and so like get that like homosexuality is wrong out of that story is very fucking weird. So it's like, hey, hey, these are human beings because they have penises. You got to leave them alone. But look, I get plenty of these non-human beings because they have vaginas, and so like that's kind of how I've always understood that story is like is super yeah, misogynistic. But the pun- and the, but the- the punishment of destroying Sodom didn't come because of that event, because they were sent there to try to prove there were good people there and you shouldn't destroy the city because it was already slated yeah. for destruction before they even yeah, got there. That's true. 
We'll put put that but, um, we'll put that story on TikTok, and some guy will be like, um, "Obviously, God hates them," and like it doesn't matter. And the comments will be hilariously bad. That's that's what's fun about watching Dan's channel because he does a lot of those um, stitches. Yeah. Is that what they call it? He'll play their thing, and they'll do their intro, and he'll go, he'll go, "Okay, let's see it." And then they'll go in the description. And he goes, no, actually, the word used there in the Hebrew was this, and which meant this. And and he goes, and, and it's hysterical because he sounds like an atheist breaking down that it's not true. That your Bible's not yeah. true, but he's a believer who just doesn't like misinterpretation of what it was. He's like, it was a story written the way it was. He's not a yeah. fundamentalist, word for word true, you know. So he'll like, like Lucifer in the story is clearly a reference to a king of this other land who he, they were sarcastically calling him the um, the morning sun or whatever, or morning star. And it was sarcasm. Lucifer didn't mean Satan. They weren't synonyms in the Old Testament. Well, I, That's just something that came yeah, up later. Yeah, I did hear that something about that recently where it was like, no, Lucifer didn't become Satan until like 6th century or something. Like that That was yeah. never really connected. Um, but I also think it's really funny right. that there's plenty of stuff where we hear about oh, this person tried to name their baby Lucifer and they, and they went to court and the judge said they can't name their baby Lucifer. But you can see a lot of Morningstar shit all over the place. Like, that's a little weird. It's my favorite sausage. Yeah. And there's hotels and stuff. I passed one driving down from Massachusetts last month where it was like the Morningstar Hotel or something. And I was like, so, like, people are fine with that? Or maybe maybe people are just so dumb that they don't realize Lucifer Morningstar. Yeah. It's like, who is this from? He's a character in DC Comics and TV. Yeah, I like that show a lot. I loved the last two, last season or so was great. Hello, Detective. What is it you really desire? If I had that power, oh my god. Also, some of the women on that show, holy shit. Eve? Eve was... Yeah. Eve and, uh, what's the demon woman? Um, Maze, Maze, yeah. Maze. Maze. Oh my god. It was so great in the first season with the Halloween episode where she like took away the glamour on her face to show that half her face was scarred up because that's how she is in the comic. And it was like, oh, they're not doing it justice to the comic. And then that episode said, yeah, yeah, we are. We're just not showing it. Because in the comic, she always wore a mask covering half. Yeah. Somebody knocked down the camera. I think it was uh, her. Little feline butthole. my tea. Kitty cat, can you go away for a minute? Yeah, no, kitty, bad kitty. Now with the internet, just anybody with a fucking webcam can just let their cat knock their camera over in the middle of their their average two it's average their, their two white guy yeah. podcast. Yeah. Do you you do you watch uh, what TV. we do in the shadows? Yes, I'm not. I'm not seeing the current season if okay. it's currently. Yeah, it is. Because I don't, I don't have Hulu anymore. I got rid of Hulu since the oh. last season. Well, anyway, um, first season or second season when she's talking about her boyfriend Jeff, and she keeps saying like Jeff, it sounds like a disappointing Jeff. orgasm or something. Jeff, Jeff, that's what I feel like sometimes whenever we're, whenever I'm like I got a podcast and they and people like have that look of like, oh yeah, like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I posted the first episode, I went on vacation. I had already recorded my second episode, the one with you, but I had saved it to post the following week. And I was on vacation last year, and I and 
I was talking to my cousins. I was like, oh, yeah, I got a podcast. And one of my cousins goes, oh, yeah, there's not enough of those. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think he's listening. Let's help you. I said a friend of mine is a 30-year-old white guy with a beard, so he's got a podcast. Yep. Almost, I'm almost a forty-year-old white guy without a beard. Thirty-something. Oh, so I had a story actually. Of, of I realized that I said that I didn't have a lot of issues, and then you, when you were talking, I remembered one thing that happened with Jacob, uh, my oldest, when he was like maybe fifteen or sixteen. I'm not sure exactly. He comes to me and he goes, you know, now that I'm watching, you know, I watched all the Doctor Who's and I watched all the British episodes of Torchwood, the spin-off series. Is it okay if I watch the American one? And the American one was on cable TV, and it was a lot more hardcore and a lot of sex, a lot of gay sex, a lot of straight sex. And I was like, Jacob, I don't know if you're old enough to watch that. It's got a lot of adult themes. And he pauses for a beat, and then he goes, would now be a good time to tell you that I illegally downloaded the first two seasons of Game of Thrones and watched them? Nice. <laughs> I guess you could watch whatever you want then. But how about we just get HBO and you stop illegally downloading TV shows? Speaking of gay sex, um, I I told you I'm not a homosexual. No, um, I I think that it kind of relates uh, to the topic of internet culture. I, I worry, especially like I keep saying, like that would make that would make me gay, and that would be gay, and I'm like, and I, and I don't feel like his his parents are doing that. I feel like that's like an internet. Maybe it's a kids at school thing, but I really thought like oh like homophobia is going to go away in the younger generations and like talking to him i'm like oh maybe it's not and i don't know if that's the internet i know i did a great comedy scene on it and um we got complaints to the board of the directors of the theater that about our about about the episode because we had so much male on male kissing female from all this stuff and the board asked me about it i'm like um that's because she's lying it's like what well, she said i'm like we taped it. I have it on video. Would you like to watch it? We, the whole thing was about two men who wanted to get married because they loved each other and two women who wanted to get married because they were on America's Top Model and got knocked off. And they thought, how can we stay in the celebrity eye? You know, ooh, what if we pretend we're gay and we want to get married? So there was definitely no lesbian kissing because they weren't even a gay couple on the scene. Mm -hmm. And the, there was a one kiss, male on male, when we got married. We, we you know, the, the grooms kissed each other. But it was chaste and it was delightful. And like they watched the video and they were like, that was a really sensitive treatment of the subject, even though it was a comedy. It was yeah. really funny. I was like, yeah. And so if she complains again, we'll tell her to shove it up her ass. I'm like, thank you, board. Appreciate it. But like I had it on video because like they were like siding with her. Which like yeah. saw it. I just wonder if. So we were starting to. Yeah. With with, with not just hom homophobia, but. Because my kids were the opposite. My kids were like when they see a gay relationship or a lesbian relationship like my, my daughter especially is like it's so sweet yeah. it's so sweet i mean they 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 are so pro which um you know turned out really nice when one of their cousins came out and it was like it's like there was no concern that they were going to have an issue with their cousin because they were super pro um gay rights even though they're yeah. not straight i just wonder about the you know like we've talked well we haven't we've you and i have talked about it off camera a bit or off off podcast a bit but like it mostly in regards to podcasts we've listened to i think where they talk about radicalization and like, I think that like rate racism, bigotry, all of that kind of comes into the same radicalization thing. And internet, the internet has exacerbated a lot of these different kind of radicalizations. Like I, I am going to go out on a limb here. This is also something I've been thinking about writing about, but um, 
I think if you looked at me at 17 years old, you would be like, oh, 17 years old, look at that 17-year-old in 2023 lens, incel, 100% incel. Like, nobody wants to, nobody wants to fuck me because nice guy, because people don't fuck nice guys. But I didn't have the, I had the internet. I didn't have the internet community to well, incel didn't exist until there was a way for them to come together and decide their yeah, own community. Yeah, and I think yeah. that they're so like while obviously the internet has solved some issues, like this the idea I think the culture that it is creating largely is like is exacerbating issues that might have gone away if it wasn't or may have dwindled into. I don't know if they would have gone away because you know we've had a couple of thousands of years of society and they haven't True. gone away. True. It's more visible now, yeah. perhaps. Easy to do it in bigger numbers, but I mean, I don't know what... Yes, I mean, after the Holocaust, I don't know what, what they say, that, oh, there's bigger numbers of racists now after slavery and the Holocaust and Jim Crow. Yeah. I mean, just different different, different um, ex, uh, expressions yeah. of it. I just... Yeah. Okay, well, you've shot that idea down, so... <laughs> but now it's easier for kids to get yeah. suckered in without it being generational. And it's harder because, you know, I mean... As atheists, so I think we're both aware of this, but uh, for anybody listening, um, the reason God the reason this. why uh, why you need to get people young is because if you don't get them young, they won't believe something, right? Or they're less like people ask when I became an atheist, and I'm like, well, you know, my grandfather did it, not me, yeah. and my father. And by the time anyone told me to believe in magic, it was too late to tell me to believe right. in magic. And I think that that works also with a lot of like racism, like. I would be, you and I would be much more hard, difficult to radicalize and to then if, you know, if we had somebody, whether it was parents telling us when we were kids or if we were like young, impressionable adults who feel disconnected from reality and they're, they go onto an online community and the online community kind of does, you know, the, the same thing that people have been doing you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's really, it's what Hitler did. I don't yeah. want to like, I don't want to do, was it rule? What's the rule against not God, um, God, Godwin's, Godwin's, law. Godwin's law, like, but ultimately like the, this idea of scapegoating groups and using that as a way to, to, to get people together has been around forever. Well, yeah. So actually my parents in the seventies were very worried that I would become radicalized. Um, that wasn't the term, yeah. obviously. Then, back with what they were concerned about was the Moonies and the Hare Krishnas, because it was common for real affluent middle middle class or an affluent Jewish kids in the in the Northeast to end up in those cults because, you know, we had like no sense of magic and mysticism. Like even whether so many of us were secular Jews, but even if you weren't secular, it was Judaism isn't about magic and it isn't about your soul and transubstantiation and all these other things. It's very, here are the rules, follow the rules. And so people who were looking for something like that, some of them ended up in these cults. So my parents always had a little concern of we're raising our kids as such rationalists. What if they're looking for that and they end up in one of these cults? Yeah. Which we didn't, except I married a Hindu. So, hmm. yeah. But even like, look at, you know, me, I'm, you know, raising where Sarah and I are raising Logan and, in a way that I think is pretty consistent with our values. And I think that they're, you know, so far so good, but like, who's to say he doesn't go to school and get bullied and, and decides that he's going to not tell us about it. And he's 12, 13 years old and he starts going on and online and somebody says, Hey, you know, like 
The reason why you're getting bullied is because of the, you know. Because you're a blonde hair, blue eyed yeah, white. Because life has been, uh, you know, it used to be really great for us. And then all of a sudden, these other people came along that never existed before and started taking all of our rights away. And, you know, you, you got to understand that, like, they weren't meant to have what is ours. And, like, you know, all the other shit that, like, people are whispering in the ears or on typing on the screens to these kids and you get like the idea i i guess it's be, it's being a millennial uh i really fought, felt like my generation was like semi-fucked but gen z would be the say they'd be the salvation they'd be the ones that are like were fully born into this new world that like Gen Xers and millennials were kind of like shifting things too. And as they were coming of age, Gen Zers would, and then you'd meet a Gen Zer who's like full on Republican. And you're like, Oh, Holy fuck. I hate you. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating because, you know, I talk about my daughter as an activist and one of her biggest frustrations is, is that so many of her friends aren't like, she couldn't, it was like pulling teeth to get her friends to come to support her when she was speaking at yeah. an event. And she's like, this is our future. Even the ones who, politically would be aligned with her weren't going to come out on a Saturday afternoon to hear yeah. her talk and that she came up with a term. She's working on a new song. And uh, one of the lines in it is that she, it's about young people becoming activists and using their voice. And one of the lines she had was we are generation change. And I was like, did you make that up? And she's like, yeah, in school once they was like, what would you call your generation instead of Z? You know, they to give it a name. And that's mine. So I started Googling it. And there's like five or six different organizations that already use the term. And I'm like, too bad other people have came up with it too, because that's a brilliant term. But um, so I keep it in the song, but we can't make the song about that, yeah. you know, because other people are using it. It kind of will seem derivative, even though you came up with it on your own anyway. Yeah. I actually so should have done something when you were 15. And you I wrote a, my first half a novel I ever wrote was about millennials. It was when I was in my mid twenties and I was, or actually maybe it was right around the time I was graduating. So I'd have been 28, eight years old or so. And I was, um, I wrote a half a novel and I called it generation Y like W H Y because we came after generation X. I don't think I had started hearing millennial yet. And, um, and it was just kind of about how, like, you know, we're the generation where every, you know, we were told to go do all these things, you know, go to school, go to, and we're the first generation where that didn't really do what it was supposed to do for us. It wasn't easy to be in a better financial and social situation. Yeah. Than your parents yep. We're the, the first time. generation for that. We're also like, you know, we had a bunch of people who were like, oh yeah, just go work a summer job, you know. 20 hours a week and you'll pay for college and like and then when you get out of college you'll be making easily like 70 or 80 grand like and that's what i like i heard people saying that and i was like that doesn't fucking exist what where is that and so i started writing this book called generation y my uh daughter's date is leaving and uh, i walked in the house started having conversations with my wife so it's kind of like yeah, it's okay as long as he's friendly. That's a good. It's a good he's sign here. if he's talking. If he's talking to you guys, yeah. Unfortunately, he's talking about how he's moving to Lynchburg, Virginia, in a couple months. So yeah. friend, friendly, but nice. is he hot though? Um, he's taller than me. They just walked out the door. He's he's and he was very nice when he came in. The first thing he did was come over and say hi to me before they went out on the on the back porch to hang yeah. out. Yeah. Hey, you know who knows? Maybe he'll go away for a couple of years and they can stay in touch. You know, 
Who yeah. knows? They're, they're high school friends. I have friends oh, forever. That's good. So anyway, um, so should anyway. we wrap it up? So um, we're gonna have a couple short episodes, but yeah, yeah. We we can we can we can wrap if you want to wrap. Cool. Um, you got anything you want to? You want to plug uh, or? I got nothing new to plug since the last hour. No. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any last things that we should throw in there about internet culture. Um, what do you have anything good that you do you think internet culture has really given? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you know, like whether it's algorithm driven or just looking for the right things, you can. You know, there's a lot of good uses for the internet that we didn't have that our kids can use. Like my eldest, for example taught himself to speak Yiddish from YouTube videos. And he went and found stuff like he spoke German from school, yeah. taught himself Yiddish. He, um, half his coding, like he says, he, his school wasn't great at teaching him all the languages he needed to code, but it taught him all the basics well enough that he was able to teach himself languages going on. Like he, you watch his, you, you go to his house and turn on YouTube and half the recommended videos are coding in Python and coding in this. Cause he watches coding videos to keep his skills. I said, so there's great resources. You now my daughter, learns guitar you know she learned guitar formally but when there's a song she wants to do she goes to youtube how to play taylor yeah. swift's you know this one boom and she gets 20 videos finds the one that she likes so there's tons of you know my son is uh my other son is a connoisseur of classic comedy and the internet is his window to a world of the history of comedy you know my son who can quote every gabe kaplan joke from welcome back cotter yeah yeah, so so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but so there's there's tons of good. We just need to know how to curate it properly for our kids and teach them how to. Just like I had to learn how to navigate New York City by myself as a 13 year old, and so I was being allowed to go and travel the subway by myself and the buses by myself. Our kids need to know how to travel the internet safely by themselves and find the positive things, not the negative, with us checking in on yeah. occasion. Yeah. Oh, algorithm. Uh, did you ever watch Kimmy Schmidt? She was unbreakable. Yeah, man. did you ever watch it? Yeah. I loved one of the episodes where Titus was telling her, like, no, it's the algorithm. Like, it, Al Gore made the internet, and so they have the algorithm. <laughs> <That's by> the <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Every every time I hear algorithm now, I think of that. So, also, Pete Davidson has a new show, or had a show that's on um, Peacock. I watched it, I binged it this weekend, and Al, Al Gore's on it. It's like a sitcom, like, you know, like just like a comedian sitcom and Al Gore plays himself on it. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And John Stewart's <laughs> on the same episode and John Stewart's like, Oh no, he's full of shit. He was super baked down there. <laughs> it was very funny, but like to just see like Al Gore participating in that, but all right. What do you, what do you get to say about, um, I just want to thank everybody for joining us this week about uh, surfing about the big stuff here on the internet. Yeah, and I'm going to throw in there, and I'll, I'll record something for last week's episode because I realized I didn't do this. Please like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, please give us a rating if you're on a rating or review on Spotify or Apple or any of the other podcast apps. Um, and if you follow, if you hit follow, that'd be great. Um, especially if you're new, if you're coming here because you heard Matthew on Embrace the Void, we would love to have you listen to a couple episodes, uh, judge us on a couple episodes, not just one. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, 
Because that was the bad one. That first one you listened to, that was... Depending on which one that was. We don't know when that episode's coming out yet. So this episode almost certainly will be after that. But um, we don't know what episodes will will have already been out when you when you record it when you when you hear that episode of Embrace the Void. So if you're here and you're this is your first time, uh, check out some of our of our past episodes. I think that the one we did a few weeks ago, um, episode forty two, I believe it was, with um, where we talked about morale uh, people who were ahead of their time, morally speaking. Uh, I think that was a great episode. I think that's a, a good one for for listeners to to come in and kind of gauge what the show is supposed to be. Uh, this was a pretty good episode, I think. Th- this one t- tonight, um, but I wouldn't let my kids listen to it. No, no, and uh, and that's it. if you're new here, we should you know should tell you that like this show is all about tackling a different topic every week, um, and and obviously we would love to have you. Uh, like and subscribe and share and all the other good shit that we that every podcast asks of you. We're asking that of you as well. Um, if for some reason you've been listening for a while and you're like, hey, I've already done the like and subscribe thing. I need to figure out a new way to support them. Well, you can go to Patreon uh, and you can go to patreon.com slash talking about the big stuff. And you can, uh, you can for $3 a month, you can support us. Uh, for $10 a month, there's a couple of extra little features that you'll get. Um, really, it's just like shit that I was like, mm, this nobody should hear this. So I'll just, I'll pay wallet so that like. Is it like when I sing that famous Italian hymn? No, that's not even making that. It, we will, we will have, <laughs> if we get. Um, what what should we say? A hundred subscribers on Patreon, a hundred patrons. If we get a hundred patrons, it's your trauma. Then you we will do an, a patron only exclusive episode, all about about this terrible <laughs> the one thing that he always deletes. The, the one I thing that I always delete that Matthew's going to make jokes about, which is uh, a humiliating part of my puberty and uh and that's all i'm going to tell you and maybe i'll even throw in a couple of bonus humiliation stories into that episode but we're going to have to wait for 100 uh 100 100 paying subscribers um to get to that point so um i like to just tell you hey go ahead and hit that like hit the patron button and then like forget about it cuz $3 a month. Do you even notice $3 a month like coming out of you? I don't notice $3. Exactly. A month. And what it does do is it helps us pay for for uh ultimately it'll hopefully pay for I'm going to get a better camera cuz my camera quality always comes out kind of shitty. Um eventually if we get if we start getting good enough uh mine gets knocked down by we the start cat. making enough money on pay, with patrons I'll also we'll also be adding a uncensored video for the patrons um right now it's it's an extra cost to do that. Like, and I'm not gonna post two YouTube videos and try to figure all that shit out. So it would be a, it, have to use Vimeo. So there's a lot of good things, but what you would get right now without any other people subscribing uh, to the, it, just you alone as a patron, you'll get Monday access instead of Friday access to the new shows. They're uncensored. Which, other than one episode, um, every single episode. Since we started doing the page, patron uh, Patreon feed, has had some bonus content. Uh, they're not unedited, but they're uncensored. Right. right. Yeah, I cut out a lot of ums and ahs and 
lags and me being, you know, I, almost every single episode, this is a running joke that I cut out. It's just, it's just a running joke between me and Matthew. But in almost every single episode, at about the five to ten minute mark, there's like a natural lull in our conversation. And I pretend to wrap up the episode at five minutes. It's a shitty joke, so I cut it every time. Uh, but I make it every single time. So that's the kind of shit that you're going to get cut out. But like, there, you'll still you'll get some stuff where that we would not release on this. And highly traumatic things. Medium traumatic things. The highly traumatic things. Highly traumatic waits until we wait. You're going to get muted. You're not going to. You're. Like they're just going to see if anybody that's on YouTube is just going to see you exactly mouthing it. And. <laughs> Okay, blur. We're gonna put blur on there too now. <laughs> it's gonna just your, cut the feed. Um, all right, I think that's about it. We've got about fifty-four minutes recorded with about twenty-five minutes of usable. Um, so, as per usual. Yeah. So anyway, um, we will talk to you all next week. Uh, I don't know what that topic will be, Matthew. I will talk to you in two weeks, but. To these listeners, it will be earlier this week. So it's like magic. It's like magic. I love the way have you ever go through the old Harry Potter movies and watch and just like realize that some of the line never again. Oh, I own them, so like they're they're banned in ours. I once bought my wife really nice British editions, adult editions because the covers adult. were more adult. It's just her mind with like her really, tits out. Yeah, a really nice set of books for. Um, one year and like the, like the leather bound almost like beautiful really nice from Britain they, they really nice and she's like I think I should just donate them or what yeah. <laughs> can't even look at them without going to oh no I'm I I kind of like I don't want to spend any more money on Harry Potter shit but we have a bunch of it and like I still like the stories and you know there's not there's a lot of anti-semitism but there's not that much transphobia in the original text the core of the stories, everything about every I mean, episode, every yeah. same thing. Lord of the Rings, pretty anti-Semitic. There's a lot of anti-Semitism in the world. Yeah, I mean it's tough because British um, fantasy has built-in anti-Semitic tropes that are just part yeah. of the fantasy. That you just write typical British fantasy, and there's anti-Semitism baked in, even if you don't yeah. know it. Which I think is probably the case there. I don't think she was intentionally oh, yeah. doing anti-Semitic tropes. That the goblins, that's just the way those characters are. I love hearing John, John Stewart being like, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, it's the Protocols of Zion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what was I starting to say about Harry Potter? They like to masturbate to Hermione because she's young and luscious. First of all, she's Sarah's age in real life. It's, yeah, in real life, but not when now in the Secondly, that's not what I was going to say. Now you think it's okay to watch as long as you're not putting more money into that transphobe's pocket? No, I forget. I was saying something else. You'd like the money in the transphobe's pocket? No, I've no, I don't put any. I, I, I don't. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, this is a little, we're gonna end on the show anyway this time. That's all. That's getting cut. It was no, nothing was entertaining. Right? Yeah. The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.